Welcome back to the Retro Nama Pod, a nostalgia and pop culture podcast where we discuss things from our past, present, and future. I am the host with two nipples, maybe the only one on this show with two. My name is Toby, and as always, across this beautiful wild world of the internet, I have my maybe three-nippled friend, Rick. What you say? I'm, I'm built like a husky mannequin. A husky mannequin? Yeah, so no like, nipples whatsoever. Well, no, are, do they? Yeah, they're like, just like flat-chested, right? It's just flat. I don't know. No, I, th- I thought maybe we were going to have like a heart-to-heart or something there about your like fifth and I sixth can't, nipple. I can't contain these two on the front. It's the other, th- <laughs> it's the other three that will surprise you. Yeah, ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> Reach out and touch someone. Oh, they're goodness gonna, They're going to get you. There's horror <laughs> movies written about it. Yeah, I'm, to look. I mean, look, there's some horrible nipples out there. It's just I mean, fact. It's, you know, I'm not saying that any nipples are bad, but they're definitely, you know, people definitely have their style of nipple that they are, they want to look like. This is not what this show's about. We really, mm, I don't know why I brought up the nipples. It's, it's, a, I really it's, should start scripting these. It's just like Folgers, but instead of ground coffee, we're getting, Nipple talk with Toby and Rick. I don't know if that makes any sense, so let's just get off. The best part of waking <laughs> up is nipples in your face. <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing. No. I don't know. Uh, weird question of the week. Um, <laughs> would the story of the creation of the Retro Pod be a good movie? This, the, uh, I mean, are we obligated to say yes? I feel like no, we're obligated I, to say yes. I'm not. So you're saying that it's going to be a bad movie? I'm not saying it'd be bad. I'm just saying I'm not obligated to say yes. It's Who just, directs the movie? Um, that is the question of the day. Who do we want to direct? I would say Tim Burton. I would go <laughs> like a Quentin Tarantino or James Gunn route. <laughs> no, you know who'd actually be really good would be Kevin Smith because he's really good with like conversation. You know what? Movies. You're 100 percent right. That's. Why wasn't that my first choice? Now I feel I like mean, an ass. Quentin Quentin Tarantino's a good choice too because he does good like conversation. You know, yeah, and it's a, dialogue, I don't know like dialogue. A, yeah, maybe they add that we murdered someone, and then they do flashbacks of times of our childhood where we're throwing rocks through windows, and we were best friends even though we weren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're it, seven years apart. It would be an interesting. It would be an interesting movie in a weird way, right? Because you know, on paper, I would say you, you and I are on complete different realms of, I don't know, how am I trying to say this? We're two totally different people. I'm a big partier. I'm a drinker. You know, I play shooters. Like I'm a big Chad, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to say without like just bashing you and I. Anyways, we're different types of people. We get the same job randomly. Sure. And you have nerdy socks on. You wear nerdy yeah. socks. Yeah. Immediately That's- I was like, what's with the socks? And then this fucking friendship bloomed. Oh, you like the McElroy brothers? Yes. Nice. Oh, you like podcast? Yeah. Yeah. And fucking stair step our way to victory. Does it, does, is it one of those where it's like showing the childhoods and how we kind of got into our nerdy geeky ways through different routes. Mine was more like 
rooted since I was born, and yours was a bit more learned as yeah. you went because well, you didn't I mean have, that's an I interesting dynamic because you're right. Like you know, I played video games and stuff growing up, but it was like All Star Baseball 2000, you yeah. know, NBA Jam. If it's and, not sports, get it out of my house. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pre- exactly. Pretty much. <laughs> and so, like, you know. I don't know because it's weird because my love for like video games and and pop culture and stuff came yeah later in life whereas you were introduced to you know what I perceived as nerdy things at a young age like those those aren't things my dad was going to teach me my dad's no fucking Dungeons and Dragons you know that was something that I fell in love with later in life and I was like this is all the shit that I could have been doing like I could have been doing this shit while playing sports you know like yeah. after the baseball game like guys come home check this shit out like let's fucking let's be wizards. You know, so I don't know. It, that would be an interesting like flash. This is where the Tarantino filming comes in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in a weird way. You know, I, yeah, 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 yes, yeah. Everything you just said was yes. Yeah, I think uh, I think it would be fun to watch. But then again, I just want to see who they would cast as us. Because I mean, <laughs> I who mean, who <laughs> would? They, okay, okay. New question or. Sidebar, who do they cast as us? They cast Elijah Roll, Elijah, Elijah Wood. Sorry, <laughs> I, was I don't like, know. Who the fuck is Elijah like, Roll? Whoa, I'm pretty broke. <laughs> Elijah Wood as uh, Rickard McGrew. Elijah and, Wood, huh? And they uh, cast Ryan Hurst as Toby. Ryan Hurst. From like Walking Dead, Sons of Anarchy. Ah, uh, see, I like this dude. You want to know who? I, I'll show you who I think. Uh, let me just show the the stream here. Uh, Ryan Hurst, Sons of Anarchy is a good pool. I could see this. The soft eyes, maybe. I don't know. This dude's cool as fuck. I'm down for that. Uh, I'm thinking. What is this guy's name? He's Chief Tyrrell, played by Aaron Douglas. Yeah, yeah. I think Aaron Douglas is my play. Um, Aaron Douglas? Yeah. He played He played Chief on Battlestar Galactica. And with the beard, it's pretty spot on, I would say. And he's in the role of Toby? No. Of me? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. He's in the role of Toby. Yes, sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, no, like, no, no. This is me. I mean, this is me, 100%. Yeah, it's, that's not a bad casting. I don't know. I can I see know. you as like a... Elijah Wood, huh? That's who you choose. I I don't know. I like <laughs> I don't know. It's it's because I watched one, him on Hot Ones today that I'm probably like he's just in my mind. I don't know, dude. Some of these pictures could be <laughs> could be. It, it's not bad though. Like it's it's not bad. It's harder because you've never seen me, you know, without my face and hair and stuff. I don't. Know I mean, of course, on. you don't look like Hobbit Elijah Wood, you know. But some of these. Like, I don't know. Some of these pictures, he has the crazy eyes. I don't think you have crazy eyes. But. And that's fair. But I do. They, some of his smiles, like, you don't have the gap in your teeth, but he's got no. just, like, this goofy, like, <laughs> joyful, <laughs> innocent, like, smile. No, dude. I don't. I don't. <laughs> this one was the fucking <laughs> Right? Oh, <laughs> okay. I'm, look, I will give that one. I will give that. <laughs> I will give that one to you. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. I'll take anything. Um, 
That's, oh, that's, I've, uh, I've lost uh, track of any other actor I've ever that's, seen. In that's my somebody life. else's job to 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 cast this as uh, as a somebody who'd be interested in be playing two two uh, 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 podcasters made good. But uh, I think it'd be enjoyable. It'd be a small, <laughs> intimate piece, and it would be like it'd be like an indie film that we shared at Sundance. Yeah, that people would be like, "This is a, just a great movie." This is just a good. It's a good. It's, a good. It, it's not going to win any awards. But it's a fun story. It's unique. Like that was neat. You know, like, we'll get a lot. I, I watched that. That was neat. It's a, <laughs> it's, it makes me feel good about life. You know. Uh, yeah, in the sense that, like, hey, t- two random ass dudes on the internet got together once and uh, talked about nipples and dick jokes and you know video games and movies every once in a while. I mean, there's drama in there. The pandemic happens, and two guys are like, ah, dude, what what should we do with all this time on our hands? And then you're like, <laughs> let's start a podcast. I'm like, oh, that sure is a swell idea, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're all like, that's right, we're going to do it. Now I need you to step up. Okay, Toby, I've got a laptop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah but look i will say you know to watch the climb at the end like rick's really working hard because i already had like a setup you know yeah. like i was like hey by the way i have a, a recording studio quality setup at home do you want to do a podcast with you know this i come do. to find out there is a minimum Amount of decent equipment you must have to do a decent podcast, you know. If we've learned anything. I uh, I went back this weekend. We traveled, you know, or whatever, and I went back and listened to episode one. Oh, yeah. Okay? Interesting. Stuff I liked and other stuff where I was like, ooh, that was the first one. <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting going because we started listening to the to the uh, new one, the arcade one. No, nineteen eighty eight. Nineteen eighty eight. God damn it! God damn. The, ar- the arcade one was so good though. It was. A, it's been a long weekend. Um, and yeah, just the difference in like I don't know content and quality. It just it's it's insane. It was the wild west back then. We didn't have like a like. Oh, let's have some topics to talk. It was just like, throw it at the wall. We'll talk about it. Let's see what we could pull up. I mean, it was wild times. Well, and we honestly, yeah, this is a this is a conversation for another time. But yeah, you could just tell that there was no, we didn't know what we wanted to do at that point. Like, it was just stuff. Yeah. A- yeah anyways. We'll, we'll, we'll chat about it at a that, later. That's going to, yeah. That, upcoming episode, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I got gifted some stuff this weekend. I just want to drop in there because as a collector, I love donations. But uh, yeah. I kept poking at a guy at work. Um, you know, I put it out there to anybody. I trained to everyone or yeah, whatever. I put it out there because every once in a while it comes through. And this time it came through in a pretty good way for me. And the guy at work said he had three N64s. And in my mind, I'm like, why does anyone have three N64s except for me? You know, like I understand why I have three N64s. So for like the last two weeks, I've been badgering. I'm like, yo, where's my, like, what's up with the Nintendos? Like, I got so many people that tell me they got stuff, but I never see it. He's like, oh, it's by the couch. It's by the couch. Well, eventually he brings it in. He's like, yo, I got those consoles for you. So 
the only bummer, which isn't that big of a bummer because I still got a bunch of consoles, is like no cords or controllers or, mm. you know, he said no games or anything like that. So I'm like, all right, like, that's cool. I don't care. Like, I'll, I've got cords and stuff. And uh, none of them were in 64s. <laughs> Not none of them. <laughs> but <laughs> in all, I got two NESs. Um, a Super Nintendo, an actual very oh. like decent looking, like it's got some grime on it or whatever. It's got some old grime, but not discolored. You could tell it was like thrown in a closet or somewhere. It's like gray top and bottom. It's perfect. Nice. It's like one of my better looking. Once it gets cleaned up, it'll be one of my better looking in 64s. And then uh, Model 2 Sega Genesis. But he did have one NES controller, uh, a Zapper, of course. The, the Super Nintendo had the Lion King in it. Dope. Hey. Um and the one of the NESs had Commando in it. Hey, awesome! Yeah, I was like, "This is a good game." Did not have Commando in the collection. Cheap game, common game. I just never thought to buy it, or I've either not that or not seen it in the wild or whatever. But yeah, after like the the, the couple weeks of like expecting N sixty fours, I got no N sixty fours, but I got <laughs> four consoles. Uh, so that was good. That was awesome. <laughs> I love that they weren't Nintendo 64s, but like one of them's not even Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's you know, this is Sega, right? That's ah, fine. I beggars can't be choosers when it's free. You, you know, just but somebody keeps saying, "Oh yeah, I've got a bunch of N64." I just I, all I hear is I have video game stuff at home, you know. But when I didn't yeah. see not one N64, I kind of was like, you know, none of these are N64s, right? <laughs> not, not one of them. He's like, no, really. <laughs> uh, That's- but he's Funny. a good dude. I got some stuff. What was cool about the whole situation uh, is uh, we're sitting inside uh, the uh, office at work, and everyone's like, what's that? What's that? And I was like, y'all get your grubby fucking hands off. Like, <laughs> So like, they're all like, oh, it's a Nintendo, blah, blah, blah. And a couple of the people were like, oh, Sega? Like, I got a bunch of shit for that. And it's like, oh, Super Nintendo? Like, I got a bunch of games for that, too. And I'm like, yeah. yo, 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 you want to get together here? Like, he's giving me all these. I'm just saying that's the going rate at this point, like, gifting them to me. But if you want to take pictures, let me take a look. I'll throw out a, you know, I'll try to swipe some. But one of the guys was like, all I'm not getting rid of is my Atari stuff. And I was like, you like, you like Atari stuff, huh? And he's like, yeah, but I got a bunch of this mm. other stuff. And I'm like, I got a bunch of Atari shit I don't want. <laughs> you know, like, oh, you want me to trade some of this Atari stuff for whatever Sega or Nintendo stuff you have? Gladly, all day. But yeah, <laughs> so donated consoles randomly at work, which is awesome. I'm up to five consoles donated to me from work hey whatever yeah keep it up that's so it's funny. working yeah it's, 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 it's working <laughs> that is the best story i've heard <laughs> i got a bunch of n64s not one of them <laughs> not anyway. one in 64 <laughs> well my friend as per the usual i have watched some stuff this week uh the first one uh exandria unlimited on youtube's twitch and also they release it as a podcast it's through the critical role network that's what i'm gonna call it okay they just wrapped up that season little eight episode little mini thing with um oh i can't the, say your name girl right abria iron guard something yeah. like that yep 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 and it was an interesting going from matt mercer to her it was a lot of like huh i wonder what her dm style is gonna be like because everybody's different 100 percent and it definitely is a lot more forgivable, a lot more like less about hardcore about the rules kind of thing, and a lot more like loosey goosey. Like 
hey if that's if that's cool you don't even roll just do it kind of stuff and and it works really well she's super friendly everybody was a lot more friendly a lot a lot less seriousness in it which was kind of fun so definitely a light-hearted fair compared to the you know sometimes darker uh, I mean, critical role stuff if you look at it in the critical role standpoint you know we we kind of went through this with all the the macroy stuff with the adventures yeah. you know as we yeah. changed dms we found things that we liked and disliked from everyone you know of course we're always going to love griffin because he's what made the adventure zone the thing that we loved or whatever and Absolutely. each thing that i like disliked with one or liked about the other all kind of came you know at the end of the arc i'm like no nah, that was fucking good you know yeah. like i i had fun during that but the thing that critical role i think sees is you see the success and the rise of D again over the course of the pandemic in actual play podcast and yeah. for people that are new to D something a little more lighthearted and jovial and forgiving is much more entertaining and enticing than something as hardcore. Now, given I absolutely love listening to Matt Mercer do DMing because it it is so serious and so precise and so goddamn good. But when I play D and D, it is more like a Griffin McElroy ran D and D thing where, you know, shit happens. It, It just is what it is. So, yeah. I don't know. That's good on their part. I have yet to listen to that. I've also been super excited just on the Critical Role subject. The animated, the Vox oh, stuff is, is supposed it's, to come. Yeah, they're it, they're starting to tease some shit out about it, and, and it looks fucking cool. It sounds cool. It looks so freaking badass. Um, moving on, I actually played some video games as well. Um, I started playing Hades on the Xbox mm, One, mm, but mm, it, mm, it's, mm. it's available on everything. Yes. Uh, Hades... Uh, it's like Greek gods. Basically, Hades' son is trying to escape the underworld because he doesn't want to be there anymore. And it's roguelike. Every time you play through, you go until you die. Once you die, you go back and you can kind of upgrade yourself. As you play through, you get upgrades as well. It's a very addictive game, and it's a super quick. Like, you could play a few rounds in, like, 10 minutes, and yeah. it's like, cool. This is cool. And you feel like you're making progress because as you interact with all the different characters, more stuff happens. So it's super, like... I, don't know, I really enjoy the hell out of that game and the art style and the it is really art style. Captivating. It's cell shaded. It's it's well voice acted for like the little things yeah. that you get. the The art style, it, it, you know, the play style it alone is amazing. It's yeah. it, like you said, it's quick actions. It's you know quick thinking. If anybody's played like the Binding of Isaac. It's just a run around, don't get hit, and fuck shit up kind of game. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's over-the-top 2D, like a Diablo-style um, kind of way. But you're 100% right. Between, like, the story is dope because you've get, you get all this Greek mythology in there. You get the Zeuses. You get, you know, you know I just lost all the Greek mythological people. Um, but... Yeah, dude. I and I told you I was like Hades is something I 100% think you're going to like cuz I think it came out in Game Pass, right? And that's how yeah, you're playing Game it. Pass, that's what I've been playing it. Yeah. yeah, so I bought it for the Switch. It was one of those games that I was like I really want for the Switch. Um and I, it's it's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. I'd be I'd be tempted to get it for a Switch if I had a Switch and play it. Yeah, the, the handheld iPad. handheld style is is fucking awesome. Um uh, I also got I plugged in the PlayStation Five because uh, Drew's been over at the house and he brought the PlayStation Five over, and so I played. There's this game called the Astros Playroom, which is essentially 
a, a playthrough demo on how well the controller is. Yes, that's what I heard. It's a good one. And it is unbelievable. Like they weren't kidding when they were talking about like how cool this controller is. It's I mean, it's everything like it's next level controllers. It's where it's all going. Touchpad is what it is. The triggers are a little more sensitive and you can kind of do stuff and it has a feel to it. And, it's and there's like tension and stuff. Yeah, them, yeah, right? it, yeah. It's wild because you feel it. So you feel like when you're pulling a bow and arrow, you're really like the more you pull it, the more you pull it. But there's a bit more. Uh, it's super cool, especially since like they kind of do like a throwback retro to all the previous PlayStation 5 games. Yeah. And you're like collecting artifacts and stuff like that throughout. So it's super cool to like and the lands are designed as like PlayStation themed um, yeah because i heard lands. they have like a playstation or a ps2 part yeah um and stuff like that that it's it's super cool i've heard a lot of good things about astro's playroom and, and i think you're exactly right from everything that i've heard it's it's a demo for you to figure out how the ps5 runs yeah you know and it's now we're gonna have to get you on ps5 games because oh. i want to hear about ratchet and clank it's the only reason i will buy a ps5 and there's like rumors that they're maybe gonna release it to PC, and that w- that's the dream is for them mm-hmm. to release it. But they have to give it to PS5 ex- exclusivity right now. Yeah, you know. But Ratchet and Clank is the only thing on there that I want to play right now. Yeah, that's definitely a game I'd be interested to pick up to try on the PlayStation Five and just try a game that's meant specifically for that system to see how it differs from Astro's Playroom in, like, a real game. Not that Astro's Playroom isn't a real game, but, like, a game that, like, I want to spend hours and hours and hours in. Um, I'd be interested. It's definitely very cool. It's definitely, like, next generation, whatever. Yeah. I just need a better TV to visually keep up. <laughs> 4K, baby. Um, last thing I saw was Reminiscence. Um, we actually went and saw it in the theater. We've got some preview passes, as we keep lucking out with. Um, so it is available in the theaters and HBO Max. This is the new Hugh Jackman sci-fi movie. And it's I very know. it's very weird. It's like a love story, but it's also mur- like not a murder mystery, but it feels like a murder mystery. And it deals with like memories and like how I don't know. It's so weird. It's hard to describe, but it's definitely one to go see. Everybody should watch it. It's on HBO Max, so watch it. Um and I don't know if it's necessarily one you need to see in a the theater. I think it is a smaller movie that doesn't huh. that doesn't necessarily need the big screen treatment because it's not a big movie. It feels like more of an intimate crime noir kind of movie. So, and if you like Hugh Jackman, I you know I'm I was never one of those types of people that was like, I mean I guess there's a couple people that like whatever they're in. I, but you know me, I'm just not a movie watcher like yeah. or goer I should say. Like yeah. I'll watch them. Uh, but I, I don't like go to the movies, but there's not like one person where I would be like any movie they're in. I'm going to go watch. Sure. Yeah. Kevin Smith directed movies. I've watched all those, but yeah, there's, I, I don't know, like whether I like Hugh Jackman or not, the sound of the movie just does not sound up my alley and I'm going to fall asleep. It, it's, it's freaking wild though. Cause huh. it, it, it is a slower movie. I'll give you that. It is a little bit of a slower one. And there were times that, because we went after I went off work, so there were times that I was dozing myself. So, The um, goddamn movie theaters are too comfortable nowadays. This whole lean uh, back system and everything. No, take me back to the old Dollar Tree, you know, cinema seats. Yeah. Where, like, yeah. I have to stay awake and make the candy cheaper, so I just crash on snow caps. <laughs> no doubt, but that's what I saw. I uh, highly recommend all the stuff that we talked about because it's it's super 
duper. I can duper. second Hades. I can't second anything else because I either haven't seen or played it. Um, the Exandria stuff, I definitely want to check out. Hades, I yeah, Hades is go buy that game on whatever system you own right now. It's fantastic. Absolutely. Um, moving on to some news. Um, so Aliens is celebrating 35 years, and they're doing something very cool, and they're teaming up with Nerf to come out with a Nerf Aliens LMTD limited edition M41A Pulse Blaster. Why is this? God, That's a lot. That's a big name. Um, it's retailing for about 100 bucks, but it does come with some shit. Um, a very cool decorative display box. Yeah, the box um, is dope. And then it's got the like power loader um, color scheme to it with the like the red and black caution, um, black and white zebra kind of look to it. And it comes with 10 bullets and three mega bullets. I'm calling them bullets. I think they're called uh, foam, not bullets. I don't know what they call it. I forget. I, you, you know what? You're probably right on the not calling them bullets thing. <laughs> that, that's probably it. That's probably a good point. But it's also got a little countdown timer on it, just like in the movies where the pulse rifle would, like, you know, show how many, how much ammo they have left. This does, does it well. really? Oh, yeah. it does. It's got a clicker on it, and then it's got like a bigger, beefier, so you could shoot like bigger bullets. It's our, I keep saying, what is it called? They're bullets. Darts. It is bullets. They're called darts. Dart, darts. Thank you. Save me from myself. And the little uh, magazine looks cool. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm a, the problem is I want more toy. I want more too many goddamn things. Me too. You know, like I've got a real issue with all the stuff that I just want right now, and you never know. I got a little more space coming soon, so maybe I'll get some stuff. But something like this, you know, we've talked to Drew before. Drew be, being a big Aliens fan, this has to be on his watch list right now, right? Yeah, him and I have both talked about both getting one and just like shooting the kids. <laughs> Yeah, this is cool. This will have crazy resale value, too. I'm curious how easy they'll be to get or if they'll I be, mean, like, readily available, you know, with how things have been lately. It's pretty wild because you could pre-order it, but um, it doesn't release until next year for some reason, which is pretty wild. It won't release until October of 2022. Damn. Well, I mean, that's Christmas season next year. So That seems great. Is that because the 35th anniversary is next year? Maybe. Maybe. I guess that would make sense, man. That would make more sense than releasing it the year after the 35th anniversary. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong at all. <laughs> uh, uh, this next thing was cool. The, uh, the next item we have on the docket is the uh, Kellogg's releasing some um, Bull Buddies. And they look, they're like basic. But they're kind of cool because they are just kind of like take it back to like old school fun toys that come in the box that you want to play with and collect. And this is definitely one of them. Yeah, these things attach to your bowl, right? Yeah. I'm not. Yes, I'm good with this. I'm good with this. We talked about this in the serial episode. Bring back like legit toys. Like I don't understand why we're at a place where we can't have like legit toys. Yeah. And at least yeah. this is something. It's better than just giving the fucking kid the maze on the back of the box, you know? Like, fuck you. Or some uh, digital bullshit that you can 
download. Yeah, exactly. Like, download our app and collect these points to win. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. You and Dr. Pepper can suck my dick. Um, <laughs> the other thing I will say, and for people that aren't watching the stream now, uh, is we are on like the fucking corporate website of Kellogg's to see this. <laughs> and this looks horrible. Like, I feel it, like we're looking at something we shouldn't be. You know, like this is not an advertisement that sells. And no, I'm no, not no. like a huge fan of advertisements in general, but this one I'm looking at and I'm like, the small little picture. Oh, I can zoom in. Oh, oh yeah, geez, it's, these are it's cool. Very, the Applejacks one's so sick. It's very like corporate where they're like, you know, by the books, like we're not going to say anything off. It's all this thing, no opinions about it. It's just going to be this, and you could take it. Goodbye. Give us money. Like, well, We'll see who's first to the full set. <laughs> uh, there, there is five: uh, Tony the Tiger, Toucan Sam, uh, the Snap Crackle Pop, the Mini Wheats, Mini Wheat, m- Wheat, 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 and Wheat. then Wheat. the Applejack Cinnamon uh, Weird uh, Conglomeration. They're like Rastafarian. I, they're like, you know, the c- cinnamon's really giving it to the apple or something on that. Bull, buddy. Yeah, it's it's weird because I don't know whose legs are whose here, and like he's sitting him on the hip like a baby. Yeah, it's super like, hey guys, hey. I mean, that's right up our alley, right? We have to get those toys it's now. Perfect. For us. <laughs> yes, have them all be fucking, or they can connect, and then they're fucking, and then maybe they be <laughs> fucking. I don't know. Let's just have them fuck. I don't know. They, what do you? Got? There's got to be a way that we can make them fuck, right? <laughs> All right, Jerry, get out of here. We don't need your ideas. I, I'm, but I'm 100 percent down with that. Like, That's bring back, bring back the toys in the the cereal, please. Bring back, bring. Yes, absolutely. But sticking on the, you know, never stop producing cereal based stuff. Uh, there's a new Fruity Pebble and Cocoa Pebbles makeup collection that's inspired by the cereal. <laughs> Okay, um, and I know I know that you're a big makeup connoisseur. Yeah, I on, mean, on the, I, I gotta the hide weekends. these pores, bro. I get it. Like I could tell. Like no bags under these eyes. No, colorful rosy cheeks. That's the alcohol, <laughs> oh, or, the, or the sun. <laughs> it's either alcohol or melanoma at this point. It's just <laughs> adding to my flash, but but it's a like this. They they teamed up with this uh, UK brand, British-based cosmetic skin bear brand, Revolutionary Beauty. And, uh, yeah, they're coming out with makeup inspired by Pebbles, which I think is fun because you and I are both fans of Pebbles. And, I mean, we don't really wear makeup, but, like... Do you want to give them the, the flavors? Or can I? Oh, do it. Do it. Okay, I, bro. Yeah. The flavors. This this kit comes with a rainbow highlighter and a brush kit. Uh and lip oils in four shades. These are lip oils, I guess, including Dino Grape, Fred Berry, Wilma Cherry, and Pebbles Lemon Lime. Okay? That's just... That's just... It comes with bath crystals. Oh, my God. This is fantastic. I am... Okay. So, I'm going to put this out there. All right? Personally, I fuck heavy with the Fruity Pebbles palette. Right? It's just got wild-ass colors. It That's looks like nice. a Crayola crayon box. Truly. Uh, my assumption is that the women are going to like lean heavy on that Cocoa Pebbles box. 
it's a lot smokier and earthier, you know. You don't want to be so popping off like the the fruity pebbles. <laughs> the fruity pebbles palette looks like something a girl with a fucking side ponytail would wear with the fucking neon. It's some kind of JoJo Siwa <laughs> blossom type character, you know. But like, I don't know the the cocoa pebble palette just seems more like neutral and calm. Earth Whereas tones. The fruity yeah. pebbles is like get this bitch away from me. It's okay. like oh. So you've done some, uh, 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 you've, I can't think of the drug, the, the rave drug. What is it? Ecstasy. ecstasy the rave <laughs> you've so, you've some, done some ecstasy. Now match what you want, match what you see with Fruity Pebbles makeup. Like, yeah, th- there's no two colors on that palette that go together. <laughs> like, just but we're going to use them all. Just, yeah. I, look, I'm. I'm not that mad at this. This is this is pretty fucking I, cool, actually. And if I could get my hands on one of these, you know, not for myself. Well, I mean, hey, no judgment. We go back to the alcohol conversation. Uh, <laughs> paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs> uh, I don't know. This is kind of cool. The colors, the colors are cool, and like fruity pebble and cocoa pebble boxes are iconic. That mm. shit sells. You know, I want it. And I don't plan on wearing it. The problem with me or you getting it, and my real question to you and everyone worldwide, do you taste it? You know people are going to, like, they're going to just do, like, they'll find the color they won't use, right? And they'll be like, I wonder. Or maybe it does. No, we can't. Yeah, because do you make it smell good? Like, does it smell good? Oh, it's going to smell great. Like, I know, like, the lip oils are going to smell great. Yeah. Like, dino grape is going to smell, like, not like a dinosaur's asshole. How could you not, like, give a little bit of, like, flavoring, you know? A little bit of smell goodness. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it's an iconic smell and taste. Yeah. I think it's good, Cole. I don't know. I'm not. This is cool. It's cool. I also curiosity has me. How'd you find this? What what uh, were you searching for, Rick? Honestly, I listened to this uh, podcast called um, the Cereal Bowl. Oh it's yeah, with ju- Justin, Justin McElroy. McElroy. <laughs> it's a meditative cereal podcast, and these guys talk about. I mean, the exact stuff that we talk about. And sometimes I'm like, that's too good not for us to talk about. So like, that's kind yeah, of how still, I stay abreast of all yeah. the cereal news that. I'm, I'm glad to. because I love the cereal news. Yeah, me too. I love it. Keep it going. Uh, this is something that's kind of cool. Uh, Danny DeVito, who everybody knows and loves from a thousand different things. Uh, he's kind of reprising his role in a way by writing a Penguin comic book for DC. Oh, which is okay. kind of awesome. Yeah, um, it seems like a... I don't know. It seems... Okay, do you want me to blow your mind before we get deep into this? Let's do it. I did not know Danny DeVito directed Matilda. Really? Yes. There's like a bunch of dope shit that Danny DeVito did while directing Matilda. I, 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 this is, I was today years old pretty much on one of these situations, okay? Unless the internet. I can't, I can't believe everything I read on the internet, but it's on the internet, which means it must be true. It has to be. 
There's some truth, right? Yeah. They, I mean, it's either true or not. <laughs> There's no summer May, unless he's an executive producer, which I imagine he was anyway. But, yeah. Wow. Directed Matilda. So, with that being said... <laughs> damn it. <laughs> with that being said, I have a lot of faith in Danny DeVito's creative abilities. Oh, for sure. And this... Yeah, he has to have a love for the penguin, right? Like, whether because he played the character or had one previously to the character, like, to come back and write a penguin story of his own is pretty fucking cool. His character in that Batman Returns is so just gross, but intriguing all at the same time. It's, first and foremost, it's a real weird body shape. You know, he got a very unique body shape. I'll and... show her my flipper trick. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> That's so dirty. Ugh, that makes that me feel uncomfortable, bro. <laughs> where where uh, a penguin is in Catwoman's like, or maybe Catwoman's in his bedroom, but they're in a bedroom and they're talking back and forth, and he is so clearly just trying to like eat the pussy, like yeah. you know, like, like kitty kitty meow meow. <laughs> and it's like, oh, and chicken wham wham. <laughs> Went over my head back in 92, 91, but now I'm like, oh boy, this is horny. Uh, But the story's going to be a part of a giant celebration of uh, Gotham's greatest villains, which include Scarecrow, Poison Ivy, Talia Al Ghul, Mad Hatter, and the original Red Hood. Um, And it's going to come out November 30th. It's part of the uh, Gotham City Villains Anniversary Giant number one. So and it looks cool looking at some of these covers. It's very cool. Yeah, some and of the artwork they're showing is real sick. It's I I look forward to seeing uh, reading what he puts to paper because he does have such a deep connection with that character. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I'm yeah, that's that's dope and interesting. I like it. And then, then while I was looking on the old Geek Tyrant news, uh, I came across this very cool chess board. I, had, were you a big chess guy? Uh, yeah, I was a big yeah, Yeah, yeah 100%. I, I figured. But like Transformers, the 1980s Transformer chess, it has 32 unique figures to play the classic chess game. This is I mean, amazing. The pieces, like they are individual, like each little thing. And it's like, it's perfect too, because you got your fucking Autobots versus Decepticons. Yeah, you know, like, oh, dude, they give them. Oh, it's a Kickstarter. Oh, oh, uh, the only thing. I mean, I understand why they do this. I guess first of all, Bumblebee's a pawn. Um, every character is a piece. Oh, so, like yeah. on a chessboard, like both your rooks would be different. I'm sure they do something interesting with it. I'd hope, but. That's kind of weird. Astro Train and Blitzwing. Starscream is the queen? <laughs> I mean, he is. That seems fitting. Right? <laughs> Look at Starscream is the queen. <laughs> I mean. Oh, I love I mean, it. I love I it. The Decepticons don't really have a female, you know. I mean, they do in Starscreen. That's why it's so fucking <laughs> That's funny, bro. That's good. so goddamn good. Whew. Oh, yeah, man. Ev- evidently, this it's looks a cool. I mean, it's 
it's pretty wild. Kickstarter's going until December twenty second, or or uh, this has forty two days left. Uh, from when though? I might have to click. Uh, hang on, researching. Thirty one days left as of this recording. Um, it has yet to even reach its goal, which is surprising. Normally, that kind of stuff takes off like a like a. I will say, sit- whoever took these pictures uh, did a fantastic job at yeah. showcasing. Now, I think people's problems, and and tell me if I'm wrong. Are you looking at the Kickstarter right now? Woo! Okay, yeah. Before Woo! you tell me, you looking at the Kickstarter right now? Yeah. Uh, does it show every piece, or is uh, it the same pictures? I was looking at the. Uh, it kind of looks like they go through and they definitely highlight all the different. Yeah, they go through a good portion of them and show you all the other stuff you can unlock, but. Uh, I mean, what's kind of going, oh, maybe that's why people aren't uh, subscribing to this thing. What's the price? $600. (sighs) Okay. It it goes from $50 for uh, Optimus Optimus Prime chess piece to $600 for the complete chess piece, which is like, I get it because it is really good quality and it looks great, but like, that's the... those are your two. Oh my god! It's. I mean, it goes up from there, and there's more stuff you can get with it, and there's lower tiers, but you're not quite getting any of the chess. Oh stuff, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no! Wait. Oh no! Oh my god! Isn't that one? Oh my god! I'm sorry, guys. That's too much. That's. I would love to back it, but I don't have six hundred dollars. What are they asking did? for? Three hundred k. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you all are gonna make it. Uh, that's. That's rough at that price tag. You really That's oh, rough. It's wild. That's expensive. It's if cool, somebody, but I feel like you if, can make it a lot cheaper than that. If someone gets it when this thing closes and they get it in December, like invite us over. We want to come take a look at it or send us some pictures of uh some high quality pictures of it. Yeah, only high quality. Keep your fucking Nokia pictures God, out of here. Jesus Christ. We don't need potato don't skins need- around here. Goddamn fucking alien pictures and shit, you oh, know? What do you think this is? It's cool, but now that I've seen why, it's... Uh... That would make sense on why it is not backed yet. <laughs> it's so, so disheartening. Yeah, I will um, say. Yeah. I came across a little bit of research while just kind of looking at the things. Did you know there was a Hellraiser game that was supposed to come out in the 90s for Nintendo 60? Or, so here we go. Not Nintendo 64. <laughs> just, uh, no. For Super Nintendo or just Nintendo? Just Nintendo, just NES. Back in like 1990, they were there was plans to make a Hellraiser video game. Um, unfortunately, it didn't get any further than production like discussions. Yeah. My question to you is, what would you do with a Hellraiser video game? Nothing. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It'd be tough. You'd have to make it like a. Would you almost make it like a Metroid style, where it's like a real you know, hard to figure out where the fuck you're at, you know? And at the end of the day, like, are you really going to beat this motherfucker? He's an unbeatable boss. It's a dark souls before dark souls. You, um, you make it where you get trapped in the puzzle box, right? And you're trying to find a way out. That would be my guess. Yeah. Something along the lines of that. Like when I think of like, yeah, 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 exactly. And, and it would be like, cause you know, if you've ever played like the original Metroid games, like the real fucking, you just get fucking lost. Like you just you just get lost. And uh Shoot. I'd imagine that this would play kind of like that, but like 
Yeah, I mean, what do you what do you get? Like, do you do you pick up guns and weapons throughout? What do they get in the puzzle box? Is it just just I don't trying think to they escape? Get yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you would have to put a weird caveat where maybe they've got a blood of a demon already a part of them, so they're able to access like, oh. As you play along, you unlock more of your Cinnabite heritage. I don't know. It's fucking weird. I don't even know. But you'd have to do something to, like, balance it because I think each boss would be a different Cinnabite and then eventually Pinhead would be the, the last dude yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. Yeah, they, they were going to do it in the Wolfenstein 3D engine. Oof. Which Wolfenstein. makes me think that it was going to be first person. Yeah, or like a side scrolly platformer kind of thing, like uh, Mega Man or something. Oh my god, okay, so this is actually crazy. Um, Hellraiser, Hellraiser was worked on for a couple more months before it was quietly canceled. Advertisements had been printed and featured on magazines such as Electronic Gaming Monthly, Game Pro, and Nintendo Power. Uh, some which also refer to Sega Genesis and Atari Lynx version, never mentioned elsewhere. Uh, Color Dreams, which is the company that was that was building this uh, later formed a new label named bunch games around the same year that they put this stuff out until finally forming wisdom tree and for those of you guys don't know wisdom tree is the company that put out all the christian bible adventure games for the original nes so for them to go from making a Hellraiser to forming Wisdom Tree and putting out Christian video games for the Nintendo is a hell of a turnaround for video game makers. Maybe they unlocked something as they were like developing it. They're like, oh, God, we have seen the devil. For real. You know, you almost think that they've never seen a Hellraiser movie and they were like, oh, we got this dope ass <laughs> license. No one's ever done anything with. And they're like, well, we got to see what Hellraiser is about. First of all, it's called Hellraiser. And... It's fucked up. It's fucked Mm up, you know? And they're just like, I got to find Jesus. (laughs) Please, save us, Jesus. There's people out there watching this shit. Like, we got to prevent them. Like, let's make... I own two Wisdom Tree games. Um, They're real, like, cheap. They almost look like repro NES carts. They're just, like, cheap carts. That's that's super interesting, though. It's like, that's... I want to hear the story from those people. Like, how did you get from this to that? And it makes me, I've never played any of the Wisdom Tree games. So now it makes me want to go see how they made those. Like, what kind of game is that? Oh, there's an unlocked level that if you get far enough or in, in, insert like a Konami code, it unlocks like Hellraiser, the game. They just put it deep inside of a bowels of a shitty Christian game. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this yes. article actually does have some gameplay stuff in it. Um,. Is it Lamarckans? Gameplay focused around a character that was trapped in the Lamarckans puzzle box from the film. The Mm. player could find ways in a game to manipulate the outside of the puzzle box and solve it to escape. The Cenobites would interfere in the player's plans to escape. Changing the configuration of the cube on the outside would have affected level layout on the inside. Interesting. Once the puzzle was solved, the player and demons would be free, and it was up to the player to solve the puzzle in reverse order to defeat the escaped enemies. Nailed it. We just... Yeah. Basically, 100%. what we said was basically what it was. Uh, that's I, yeah. I mean, that's cool. That's a that's a unique style of game for sure. Hmm. Neat. Huh. Neat. No, I had never heard of that though. As a that's a yeah, it was just a weird thing we came across. Um. Uh. So I ran a uh, who would win because originally we were going to do a podcast with Drew, 
where we're going to talk about some stuff. And so I pitted up um, Ellen Ripley from Aliens and Sarah Connor from Terminator. And then I completely forgot about it. And I put another Who Would Win out there. So now we've got like two floating out there that, you know, we could talk about both. But like I could give the winner of Ellen Ripley versus Sarah Connor, which Hold by on. Lance. Before, oh. before you give it, I oh. don't remember what I voted and I hadn't seen the final poll. Just real quick, who who'd you choose? See, I lean a bit more towards Sarah Connor. Okay, I I don't, and I it's weird because I should like science would tell me I should because it's Sarah Connor. She's fucking outwitting Terminators, you know. Mm-hmm. But Ellen Ripley is just a badass bitch. Like I she's mean, just that, a badass bitch. That's what's so fun about this one is that they're both kind of badass bitches. Before, yeah, but Sarah like, Connor's like getting jacked on the pull-up bars yeah, and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, what, she seems like, like a, Yeah, you might like be Like them right. versus Machine or Aliens, yeah, they're having a fucking... They're little... You know, they're the underdogs, but like against each other, though? I just feel like Sarah would take Yeah, I think Sarah's like, like an actual what fighter. pull-ups and stuff. <laughs> yeah. and, and Ellen Ripley's just got a flamethrower, you know? Yeah, you're probably right. Give me the, Give me the final poll. It had to have leaned Sarah Connor's way, right? Nope, it went Ellen Ripley. No shit. Yeah, by like okay. a large margin too. Large margin. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that's that's kind of surprising. I guess it not because it, my gut told me to go with with Ripley. You chose who you chose. Yeah, you know. But the who would win that we're going to do for this episode because we're going to be talking nostalgia here in a second um, for Jumanji. So I thought it'd be fun to pit some of Robin Williams' more active characters versus each other, um, or the more fightier ones, I guess. And so I chose uh, Alan Parrish from Jumanji, uh, jungle version, um, <laughs> Peter Banning from Hook, Popeye from, oh, what's the movie called? Popeye? Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got the joke. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> um, Teddy Roosevelt for... Uh, let me start that again. Teddy Roosevelt from Night at the Night at the Museum. Yep. And then Andrew from Bicentennial Man. Bicentennial Man. Okay. When I saw the picture of this, I was like, "What? Oh, that was that. Like that was that." Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna point it out because that's what I do here on this show. Yeah. Uh, you and I say Jumanji different. Because you say Juman- Jumanji. Jumanji? Jumanji. Jumanji? Jumanji. I think we're saying Jumanji different, is what I'm trying to tell you. Jumanji. Jum- <laughs> <laughs> Jim, 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 how do you say Jumanji? Um, that that should be the question. Well, you're saying it in my mind. I'm saying it M O N, and you're saying it M U N. That's what I'm hearing. The difference. Neither one of us are right because it's man. Yeah, Jumanji. But Juma- <laughs> Um, and this was easy for me. I thought this was easy for me. I mean, it's an interesting. Like I can tell what the poll is, and then we can discuss. Um, before we do that, I've. Bison, okay, let me, okay. Bicentennial Man did not get any votes on our poll. Let me take a guess on that one. I voted on the poll early. Andrew literally got nothing, no love for the robot who wants to be human. Nope, get the fuck out of here. 
Good movie though. Long as yeah. hell though. Yeah. I think I've only seen that movie one time. I honestly could not even tell you what it's about. It's like Lord of the Rings long. That's why. God damn. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, Less walking in it, ironically enough. Huh. Interesting. Hot. Uh, <laughs> hot takes. Um, Get away from me, fly. Okay. There was Jumanji. Teddy Rose. Tony Teddy Rose. Teddy, from Night at the Museum, where he's a. Uh, uh, a, a, yeah. a statue? Wax figure? Comes life? Yeah, wax figure. Thank you. Comes life um, at night. Okay, what the other two? Uh, Popeye and Peter Banning. What's Peter Banning from? Hook. Uh, Rufy. Oh! Okay, so that's tough. Uh, I imagine... I imagine Teddy Roosevelt didn't get a great pull, even though Teddy Roosevelt as a person is badass. Robin Williams, not so badass. Yeah, he didn't get any love. Teddy Roosevelt, big fat zero. Big fat zero, okay. Like, I'm thinking the dude's got a sword and a horse. I mean, yeah, but he's he's, a fucking wax figure in a museum. Like, Chippity Chop, watch that sword. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, Okay, I mean, that. yeah, that leaves Hook, Jumanji, and Popeye. I I know where my heart lies, and that's what yeah no, he was he was good in that movie, so. and Popeye in theory is the one that's gonna like he's strong he's a chump of spinach but it's like same thing like I keep spinach out of his hand he's a little bitch ass you know I'm going I I have to go with with Alan Parrish because I think that time in the jungle and surviving means you know how to fucking survive it ain't no goddamn big forearm motherfucker gonna take your life because you fought tigers and bears oh my. Why is this forearm so big? Like they're well, like, I mean, we like, give the reasons. Noticeably, I think it's like, spinach. Does you think spinach make he, you horny? Do you think he eats? <laughs> you think it's like a bad reaction to the canned spinach? That He's just having an allergic reaction in his arms. <laughs> <laughs> He's not actually super strong. <laughs> I get me courage because I eat me spinach. Uh, yeah, Popeye. I I don't know. Like I just I. For, those old old characters just never like resonated with me, I guess. And Popeye was no different than that. Like that it just it's Robin Williams. I mean the movie's good. I forget who plays Olive Oil. Um, um She's in the Shining. Um Oh yeah, it's the mom. Uh oh, good I just God. saw her name the other day. This is embarrassing. Oh boy. Um I'm I got I'm I I'm going with Alan Parrish. I just think like I said, I think the wild man mentality just comes in and fucking wreck shit. Shelly Duvall, sorry. Okay, Shelly Duvall. But that there, so we're both not sitting here like, God, we're fucking idiots. Um but I Alan see Parrish that. does take the whole thing. Like okay. He, he did, okay. He got the most votes because you're right, he survives. And it's not just like surviving in a jungle. He's surviving in Jumanji jungle. <laughs> this is gonna close, be fun with the close Peter Banning and a, a Popeye leading the way. Um, Popeye, you're right. Without the spinach, he's kind of an everyday guy. Yes, he's a sailor who only has one eye. Um, super crazy. He is tough, but he needs his spinach to kind of stand up. Peter Banning, though. Once he learns to fly, he unlocks his thing, yeah. forgotten skills, and then he's also really good with the sword. So 
So it's like, hey, that's why I, I went with uh, Peter Banning, or as I like to call him, Peter Pan. Um, it yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, it's hard not to choose him because of his. I mean, he can fucking fly. Yeah, he can fly. He that's can fly. A, just genuine advantage in a, in any kind of fucking battle. You have the air. I have the higher ground. <laughs> you know, I know. See, now I'm second guessing it. Does he beat that? But then again, you know this motherfucker's hunting like macaws and shit in the jungle, so he knows how to throw a spear. Not just that, but he has to mess with those giant-ass mosquitoes. Oh, yeah, true. And he's messing with stuff that's going to eat him. So, like, yeah, okay, you could fly. Come at me with your sword. I'm used to the things that come at me with swords, too. And I kill those motherfuckers. And I eat them up. <laughs> Would you eat a mosquito? Probably not. No, nah, that just doesn't. I mean, I'm sure I have in one way, shape, or form, whether it be, you know, riding a bicycle or something. But I mean, yeah, if they're the size. Go ahead. If they're the size of like a small dog, like, and you're in the jungle. What kind of survive, meat doesn't have an, in, yeah, does an insect imagine. have, though? Like, how gross would that be? You ever eaten crickets? Uh, I don't think so. Crickets are like, like you, you know, you go to those like gift shops and stuff. They have like yeah. chocolate covered crickets. Yeah, they're fine. They're crunchy, but like a mosquito, I don't feel like is a crunchy insect. I feel like Oof. it's a soft insect, and I'm you know, I don't have problems with textures, but I feel like I'd have a problem with that texture. That would be like you'd expect crunchy, but then it'd be soft, and you'd be like, "Oh no, no, oh, no, dude, yeah, no, it's just no, like no. I don't know, like, yeah, I'm good, dude. I'm there's other things in the jungle. I don't know. They all have their pros and cons, but I think I think everybody voted right. I think Alan Parrish, just because he's a survivor, straight up, thirty years in a jungle that's out to kill you, you got to learn some stuff. Yeah, for sure. Good job, yeah. everybody. Yeah, thanks. Congratulations yeah. to you. Keep but on who, voting. Keep, yeah, keep the who would win polls are... They're killing it right they're now. They're interesting. Just, everybody's freaking participation in, in our Facebook as of late has been... I don't know. I really enjoy it. It makes me super happy. Warms warms the cockles of my... Mm, that word. It's it's a word. It's, it's a word I want to use more, and yet just feels dirty. Just yeah. It just feels like cockles like (laughs) cockles is like the c word for women but for men you know like that's what that's you know i i feel the disrespect in some way shape or form like if you were to call me a cockle i'd just be like what 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 the fuck did you just call me what the fuck (gasps) yeah it's it's aggressive and then it like lies down in the end like i'm better than you and it's just like Cockles, you fucking cockle. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Cockle. Words, man. Hey, you can't say that without like sounding a bit like, like you want to speak German, but you're calling me a name. <laughs> hey. Hey, Toby. How's your How's your cockles? Yeah, it's weird. How's yeah? Fuck my my cockles are none of your goddamn business. Bring <laughs> up my cockles. Uh, let's get into the main event. Ding, ding, ding. Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, the Nostalgia This Week is a movie that came out in one of the best movie years of our lives, 1995. <sighs> uh, I watched it recently and just thought, man, 
We've we've skimmed across this thing so frequently. It's one of the best Robert Williams movies out there amongst his, you know, hundreds. Uh, Jumanji. Um, yeah. Where do we even begin with this thing? Uh, you know where I'm going to begin? Because we're just going to... It's just fucking... You know, you know what really grinds my gears? You're going to start with its cockles? <laughs> yeah. It's it's really pissing my cockles off. Uh, don't, don't piss on your cockles. Jumanji, again, released in 1995. I'm a six-year-old boy on this. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, rotten Tomato. Just looking at the Rotten Tomato. I don't know why. I don't ever look at fucking Rotten Tomatoes. Don't. Uh, gives it a hot 55%. Fuck those guys. 55%. Okay? So that's 38 reviews from the tomato meter, right? Okay? 250,000 plus ratings from the audience score. 62%. Who the fuck is reviewing this movie? This is wild. I, I just don't understand. Like, it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be a fucking intricate plot. It's a goddamn board game that yeah. these motherfuckers get sucked into. I just fuck you. It's an adventure movie. You can't expect like some like I I don't know. That close. No, no Paddington 2, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, Jumanji was one of those movies that, like, away from some of the the you know scenes or whatever the iconic scenes, it had just the most crazy build up with a, a simple noise. Yeah. With the, you know, <laughs> yeah, and it's just like the, the anxiousness. Hearing that buildup gave you, even as a kid, you're just like, yeah. don't, don't, Ooh. don't do that. Ooh. That's that's not good. Um, yeah, man, they, there's just something about that. But I, I will say, this movie could have easily started off as a horror movie, all right? Because this boy, first of all, gets gets his ass kicked, you know, straight out. Or nerdy parish man, like, I, I like, and he's just a dude. Like it's not like he's exceptionally nerdy at anything, you know. Oh, my dad just happens to be a big part of the community. That's what makes him a nerd. Fuck off. Well, he's like I don't know. Him, your dad he's wouldn't rich, have but he's rich. But know? he's not like an asshole about it. I know, but he's know? rich. And fuck that kid. Like your dad's rich. Everyone's all proper and shit. You know, but. Him and his cute little girlfriend go back to the house to play this game they just found in dirt in rainy day. It's just, you know, there's a lot of warning signs there already. Pretty goddamn good condition game, you know, to be just buried in the fucking dirt. And you go home and play it. And this motherfucker gets sucked into a portal just in the middle of a date. Yeah. What the fuck? As a kid, that's ter- like, and it's terrifying because those effects, yeah, they're a little dated now, but like they still get the point across. My ki- my four year old watch, she saw this part where he gets pulled into it, and she's like, "Oh, yeah, it's, it's fucking frightening, terrifying." Daddy, what's going on? He got sucked into the board game. What? Yeah, where did he go? We don't know. Jumanji. Jumanji. <laughs> Jumanji. Mario, Mario. Whatever. Jum- 
yeah um, they, they, it's yeah that that alone like away from the rest of the movie it's just like what the fuck like y'all just murdered this kid this board game just murdered this kid it and it sets up all these kids to be having these lives that aren't like great like poor you know Al, young alan Parrish. his dad is distant to him um super gruff with him all the time expecting all these things out of him when he's like i don't want that daddy no and his daddy. mom's distant oh and like there's a part where like the dad um like the mom's about to say oh wait but then he turns that to her like i'm gonna slap your shit like, <laughs> whoa whoa dude i'm about to slap your whoa. shit yeah i you know and then the it's shepherds' kids come along. At 20, thirty years later, about almost thirty years, come later, and these kids move into this house with their aunt because their parents fucking died in a car crash or a ski accident. It's, what the fuck? Yeah, this is pretty savage. I didn't even think about that. This is a pretty savage start to a movie. And that's why the kid, the young brother Peter, isn't talking because, I mean, fuck, he lost his parents. He only yeah, talks I mean, to his sister. Poor kid. You feel for him. Let's and he's happens. a good kid. Like he's all I don't know. Like you just you feel bad for him. You genuinely feel bad for him. Yeah. And it's what young Kristen Dunce. Young Kristen Dunce in this, or it's like Kristen Dunce, I forgot. She was so young. Um, I like the part where she rolls the dice and like they move by themselves. And the first thing she says is, I don't know, microchips. It's 1995, right? Like, <laughs> like science was so far fetched in ninety-five as far as where computers were gonna go. That they're yeah. just like, this has to be microchips. Like, this microchips. is just, we don't even know what technology is anymore. You know? It, it's, they need better instructions <laughs> on this goddamn game. They just oh, have to got, have better instructions. The key is to read the fucking game uh, yeah, before sure. you yeah. start. Because like, <laughs> there's a part where it says, more or less, play at your own fucking risk, you stupid kid. They would have read that and be like, oh, well, we wouldn't have played this if we would have known. Look, I, you know, I think at this age, okay, you know, at my age now, there are certain sounds that I just, I'm like, not today. Gunshots, door yep. creaks, howls, you know, babies crying in the middle of the night than when I don't have a baby. Uh, Jumanji Can noise. You, yeah. Don't, you don't know. You know what? Not today, motherfucker. Not having me today. No Satan, no bullshit. You know, I don't want none of that. So, if I remember right, the first, their first encounter is the spiders? They have the spiders come out. Uh, no, no, no. Spiders come a little bit later because at first, um, let's see. Is it Alan the crack? No, because the girl, what did it, the girl go against at the first part? Like, she rolls and they go against something good. They go again. I'm trying to think what young Alan and Sarah uh, went at went against. For life, man, I don't recall. Uh, but all I know is that Alan gets transported into the game, and then we have to wait until the kids get older, and then they fight. Holy shit! Well, they bring Alan back. That that's like the first thing, right? And he comes back, and he's this wild man from the board game, and they find fend off a lion by tossing him into a bedroom, which is. Such a good blend of CG and like practical effects for that time. Damn, dude, I want to know now. Um, <laughs> fucking the scene where fucking 
He's back and he's just running around the house. Because <laughs> he's back home. He's so excited. And he's like, yeah, and he's dad. running for mom and dad. Yeah, because he's still childlike when he comes he's, back. He's, he's, he's a 30-year-old child. He's a 30-year-old child. He's a fucking kid. He don't know no better. Yeah. I just, I didn't think that was the first one because it, I swore it was like the spiders up in the attic. They did have that, but that's when uh, Alan fell through the, through the floor, through the quicksand floor, and Sarah's holding him while he's that, and the spiders start to come and they're like, ah, get away, get away. I don't know, a lot happens in this fucking movie, man. It's hard to keep it straight. Huh. Yeah. I won't be able to find it, but... And then the fucking deadly-ass flowers. They got those things to contend with. Got ones that shoot poisonous darts. Oh, dart. the fucking darts, dude? And then you got the one that's got the fucking tongue that's going to drag you in. That looks like it's got a tarantula on its freaking head. Oh, my. Uh, there... The, the freaking yellow vagina Venus flytrap. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. I'm trying to, like, look up a couple of these pictures and... I just the dice roll thing's gonna kill me. Now I'm gonna have to go watch this again. I feel like I've watched, watched it not long ago. I, I, I can't. I can't remember for life me how it all started, but it's bananas. Anyways, oh the monkeys, the monkeys. No, no the right. monkeys weren't first because they were still up in. Well, no, maybe it was the. No, it wasn't the monkeys. It's either the spiders or it's either the spiders or Alan because I feel like they rolled for Alan and it was like a turn later. That they actually found him or something? I don't fucking remember. Well, they had to roll a five or eight to get Alan free from the jungle. It it basically says something like, you have to wait until someone rolls a five or eight. In the jungle, you wait or else you... I don't know. You know the rhyme that happens. We don't, apparently. All the rhymes. Because we're fans of the movie, but it's like... There's a lot of stuff that happens. Uh, Yeah. and Um. What sucks about the game is once you start, you can't stop. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to play anymore. But you got to appreciate that this movie builds it where this is. Here's the rules to the game. Once you start it, you have to have four players and then you have to complete it. And that's well, you the don't have to have four premise. players. You have to have four. No, because they didn't play with four in the beginning. Alan and his girlfriend. But they wound up playing with four. Oh, yeah, because I guess they each only got one turn. They got one turn and then the kids came through oh you're right you can probably play with two but like you know it's probably better with four power numbers uh his fangs are sharp he tastes he likes your taste your party better move post haste this is the lion right that's the lion see if i can find some of these there's so much shit that happens when they're in their house this will not be an easy mission monkeys slow the expedition Man, this so was crazy because the monkeys were CGI in 95. And even going back, like the CGI is probably not great, especially no. for 2021 eyes, but it's probably not that bad. We're just, we can bad. easily spot CGI from that time now because mm-hmm. it literally looks like fucking painted on pieces. But, but they still, they blended it well enough that, like, yes, it's clearly a stampede happening and crushing this car. But it works well enough where you it's believable that, oh, shit, Peter's getting crushed in the cop car. Yeah. God, that's not a dream of mine, for sure. Like, imagine being in that cop car oh, with this impending terrifying. doom just stamping down on you. He's lucky And he on small. top of that, that motherfucker would have died if the animals would have actually ran over that cop car. 
Like, I don't think you survived that. Mm. With all that weight that they put over yeah. that cup car, that's crazy. Now, I will say, interestingly enough, one of my favorite characters in the game, or, well, I guess in the game, uh, and I forget his name now, and I don't know why. It was just on the tip of my tongue, but it's the hunter. Van Pelt. Van Pelt. Who is actually Alan's father. Yes. It's weird that they did that, though, I think. Oh, it is his father, yeah. Let me see if I can find the rhyme for it. It's like... It kind of works because, like, it's something where, like, something about your darkest something, something, something. And and it is, like, this weird, like, psychological thing for Alan where, like, what's your darkest fear, so to speak? And it's his dad, which is kind of like, oh, that's kind of fucked, dude. Like, if you catch it, yeah, you catch it. The gun that this fool uses <laughs> that he picks up in the department Ooh. store, though. <laughs> Like, even that first one he has, the, like, elephant freaking bazooka. Yeah. You're like, oh, god damn, dude. Yeah. And then him going into the gun shop and, like, you're not a postal worker, are you? Oh. <laughs> hey I forget about that little joke, too. Yeah. I mean, the, look, I worked for the post office at one point. There's a reason. It, it's called going postal. The mail never stops. You have a real shit-ass day, and the people that you work under are real shitty to you. And you work hard and you get all this mail out. You deliver all this mail and the packages. And then you come in tomorrow and it's the same fucking thing. All the mail. You, it didn't, it's like you didn't deliver any of the goddamn mail. Why Fuck. Is so much, why is there so much mail? Oh, yeah, dude. This second guy's got a goddamn drum on it. <laughs> the fucking master scope. <laughs> He's fucking people up. That's for sure. Van Pelt, man. That... David right. Allen Greer, one of the unsung heroes of this movie, like is so damn good as his role, Carl the Soul Man. Like from him from back in the day when they you know, Parrish was a kid and he's just this shoe worker and like he comes up with like these fly ass fucking tennis shoes, basketball shoes. And he's like, This is gonna change the world and it's like, Yeah, it will, dude, that's a cool looking shoe. And then it gets stuck in the shredder and he gets fired and he has to become a freaking cop. Ugh. Yeah, that's kind of fucked, right? Yeah. Poor he guy. is kind of the unsung hero, though. Oh, and his reactions, David Allen Greer in it, is like, ah! you know, like this, the way he like, oh, he's so fucking good. His comic timing's great. Ah, Robin Williams. I can't say enough about him. It's been a minute since I've watched this movie. I can't believe I didn't watch it this week. Mm. So, anyways, they get to... This, uh, the supermarket. The supermarket, in my opinion, is like one of my favorite things because mm-hmm. it's like the the way that they're running around. Plus, it's like some home loan style shit with with oh, Van yeah. Pelt, you know. And he's like, yeah. fuck, like some of the shit that they do was actually legitimate. And it, like I said, it's just some home loan style fucking madness. But you, you think about it because, like, this is a smaller town that they're in, right? And mm-hmm. like how fast things go to shit, and immediately how fast people start looting. Even oh, in yeah. 1995, like they knew that. I mean, I guess when was the Rodney King riots? The, 89, would, 91. I don't, yeah. somewhere along there. Early 90s. Like just immediately start yeah. looting. And like, look, I'll be the first motherfucker to admit if shit goes crazy and I'm somewhere, I'm fucking, I'm looting. Get what you need. I'm looting. Yeah. And I'm not going to get what I'm going to need. I'm going to be the asshole that that's want. like, I've never owned Jordans. I got 12 of them, you know? 
4K TV. I got a TV. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like some of the looting videos. But yeah, that that's it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when they're going through a lot of that stuff and, and it's just like the madness of you know I mean, it's, gonna, a, it's, a, it's already a town that's already on the outs because the Paris Shoe Company folded, and that was such a major part of their town. Yeah. And since it did fold, it's been four years since then, and they couldn't, couldn't continue on. So it's a, a city already in decline. So, of course, some shit's going to happen if monkeys are there and there's a stampede and crazy mosquitoes. and Yeah, that's true. The monkeys. I mean, the, the monkeys. monkeys. Dude, fuck shit up. And they drive some Planet <laughs> that, of the Apes type shit. I'm going to shoot the shotgun and then start the car and peel out. Like, oh, they learn so fast. You're like, like you can see them learning. Oh, so yeah, smart. they drive like and it's like it, it reminds me of the worms from Men in Black, like how they work together. Yeah. It's like one one of them on the gas. The other <laughs> one's fucking smashing. It, the monkeys, I think, are the most, you know, I can't say the most terrifying part, but God damn it, they're close. Yeah, with their CG faces, too. It's super. Like, yeah, they really like some Jersey Devil type shit going on. A little bit of Chupacabra energy. Um, um, originally, ahead. the yeah. movie takes place in the best year of all time, uh, 1969. Yeah. Nice. Ooh, summer of love, baby. Whoa. Sorry, that was a little much. I apologize. Lord, I apologize. <laughs> um, wild, incessant beat of a drum drives them to play a dice game. That is, I, I love that they have rules for it, though. Like, it's basic. And one of my gripes with like the newer films is that they get away from that, where you know you basically play as yourself to survive this thing. And the new updated versions, you basically take on an avatar who has special powers and such. You know what I'm saying? No, because I've never seen the new ones. Is that bad? Oh, you haven't seen that? No. It's not bad. They're really great movies. I've heard the they first really one are... is especially very good. Yes, they are great. They're fun movies. But the problem is is that they instead of it being a board game, it's a video game. Somehow its properties get turned into a video game instead of it being a board Which game. Which would make sense. I mean, they're going with the time. I... Look, look at fucking Space Jam. You know. Do I, do I have to? Yeah, yeah. to that. <laughs> um... <laughs> But, uh, no, that's one of my bigger gripes is that they didn't stay with the original, like, it's a board game. You have to survive. Not The Rock, not Kevin Hart, not Jack Black, not Karen Gilliam. You have to survive it. You. I'm pointing at you. Yeah. It, yeah, I don't... But, that may, it may, I mean, yeah. That's that. Sorry, that's bringing up, like, later movies. I, and I haven't seen the new ones, so... And and they're all fun, and they're all great, and they all kind of share the same kind of, like, time warpiness, where, like, if you start in, like, 1969, you play the game, and then, you know, 30 years go by. When you finish the game, it all resets to the original playtime, which is really kind of cool, even though you lose your friendship with the kids that you were helped protecting the whole while. It is... That is very interesting, because... I mean, in theory, like when when Alan goes back, like the kids just aren't alive anymore, or not alive yet. I guess that's to say. How wild would it be? You're you know you're essentially a kid, and for thirty years you're surviving into this jungle, and then you get transported back into your body, having that pre that future knowledge. Don't you think well, you wouldn't have any future knowledge except to be fucking bare grills? I but, mean, 
Alan wouldn't, but Sarah would. Sarah would know, okay, we got to make sure that we buy this winning lottery ticket. We're going to bet on the 1988 Olympics. You know, stuff, simple stuff like that. Yeah, the Russians are really going to do well. Russians. Um, Voting on the Russians. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. This is some butterfly effect shit going on here now. You're 100% right. I think Sarah goes back. But so correct me if I'm wrong. When they go back, he's the only one that remembers anything, right? Like Sarah has an experience. Oh, Sarah does remember it? They they both get reset back into the original bodies. Yes. So hence why, like, they do this thing, they go back there, and his dad comes big. Oh, I forgot my notes. And he's like, oh, I love love you, Dad. I'm sorry. And they kind of bond. They're like, okay, all right. You know, like, because he knows his dad did love him. They just estranged, whatever. Yeah. And he thought he ran away. But, like, so Sarah has this knowledge as well going forward. And instead of her becoming a psychic with, you know, abandonment ish i don't know what to call it but like she's super like leave me alone <laughs> i mean she just saw something supernatural of course no one fucking believes her and this man no, just disappeared kid disappeared no he ran away and you're delusional yeah and yeah. then now she knows and they stay together and then 30 years later they're like oh um you know they they get uh the the uh shepherd's family to move to the town to come work at Parrish's place and he's like oh take your time setting up and then they're like, oh, here comes the kids. Here comes the kids. And then the parents are talking about taking a ski trip. And they're like, oh. Yeah. It's super, like, great. Like, the soul man is now doing better because he got to design his shoes. I, I, I like the happy ending. Yeah, they definitely ended it in a way that was, like, interesting. Because the kids don't know. Like no. The, they're- yeah. The kids are oblivious to the entire situation. It's crazy to think that those kids, you know, not well. I mean, I guess in theory, at the end of the day, they just get to keep their parents. You know, yeah, which so is pretty major. Yeah, but to not know, like you lived a life twice. Yeah, and one of them was very different than the first one. That now the it, it would be weird from Alan and Sarah's standpoint because they know of two lives that these kids lived. Yeah, it's some real fucking time traveling wickedness going on here, and. I'm still stuck on the fact that they didn't use their time travel to the advantage. Like, Sarah, what are you doing? Like, 95? We don't know. We can assume that, you know, things went better and everything kind of worked out. But, like, I would hope that they would utilize that little bit of knowledge they got for those 30 years to, like, better everything. Everything? Like, Like, imagine the stuff that you can make. Like, coming from 1969, seeing the cars alone. Like from sixty nine to you know ninety, or they they go to ninety five, right? It's yeah, 90, set in the year. Yeah, ninety five. Um, yeah, like there's there's so much shit you can fucking take yeah. back. I don't know the movie. Look, we I'm sure you were like me. I watched this movie fucking religiously for probably oh. four years growing up, and still watch it yearly. Easy. Yeah. Um, it's probably it's in my top three favorite Robin Williams movies. Yeah. Um, it's so fucking. Yeah, cool. yeah. Between yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's cool about this is, like, unlike a lot of these game movie things where they make up games, you, we got to play a Jumanji. Have you ever played the board game? I feel like Drew got it. We played it, and it just wasn't the same because it wasn't... Real? 
you know, we didn't have things trying to eat us, which was kind of like one of those, like, as a kid, you're like, oh, this is going to fuck me up, and then you play it, and you're like, oh, all right. It's pretty straightforward, like, uh, I mean, it plays the way it looks like on the movie. Uh, it's interesting, though. You're you're right. Well, they did make, a, like, a collector's edition. Like, you can get a collector's edition that has, like, magnetic pieces and stuff like that. Oh. And I don't know if it's custom. I, I imagine it's not. I know they made it in the wood. Oh, here we go. I'm looking at the Amazon link right now. Um, uh, it's microchip, yeah. True. You're right. Um, this one's 145 bucks. Ooh. And I, the problem is I, I don't know. I wonder if they do something different here. Um, created yeah, by the Noble Collection. No, it's still cards. Okay, okay. Uh, the cool thing about the game, and I wanted to say it was a Parker Brothers game, and it's going to really piss me off. Uh, is how they did the like visuals because in the movie it had like the little swirls, like the little smoky swirls, and that's how yeah. it popped up. What well, was cool, and for anybody that's never seen it, um, the board game had a very interesting way, and it had if you've ever seen, oh god damn it, what were they called? The old pictures that used to be at the mall where you had to like crisscross your eyes. Oh, the magic eyes. Magic eyes. Thank you. Uh, it's kind of like the magic eye thing where it's they put you know what it says in like a light green, but everything else is in the heavy red, and you have to put it underneath the little. What a nightmare! It, it was such a cool concept though, and I remember no. getting this game growing up. That was just like, oh fuck, you're colorblind. <laughs> I forget about that. A lot of like, what's it say? You poor man, you just put it under. You're seeing in grace. It's like, like a dog. Like I guess I'm done with my turn. Your turn. Yeah, nothing bad happens to me. Fuck, I totally forgot about that. No colorblind mode. No Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> could we could we find the accessibility freaking uh, options on this thing? <laughs> uh, oh, it wasn't a Parker Brothers or anything. It's built by a different company, huh? Um, man, these are some of these are legit though. Some look like wooden. Some look just like plasticky, but. I mean, it's cool looking, man. I got to hand it to him. That does look pretty sharp. I don't recall if we've ever played it, though. I've played the fuck out of it. Daisy and I have played this game in the last, I want to say, two years. We broke it out and played through it. It still, it plays well. I mean, it's a good board game, except you're right. Like, you want something to happen. Like, you just want something. Like, I don't want any of the things that happen to them to happen to me, but. You kind of do. Yeah, in a weird way, I want to experience this. And and like, look, uh, I'm more, I'm, I'm, I'm more equipped than the kids are to handle some fucking monkeys in my kitchen. Okay, I promise you, yeah. it won't take long before there ain't no more my fucking monkeys in my kitchen. Um, and what I know would, what monkey tastes like. What would you do <laughs> if you got turned into a monkey though? That was that was kind of cool. I throw shit. Wouldn't that be great? I'd, yeah, I just I'd start but, hucking shit. That costume is fucking wild by the way that makeup uh, that they did on that kid is like that's legit he looks like a little monkey uh is it crazy to think that we watched this movie on vhs predominantly i've watched this movie more on vhs than i have streaming easy yeah i feel like yeah that's wild 1995 i'm about to go watch this movie while i go to sleep tonight this was an interesting nostalgia for you to bring up, and, and I'm glad you mentioned it in the beginning that you 
had watched it this week because I was like, when I saw it on there, I was like, why Jumanji? Because <laughs> I watched it recently and we had talked about it and, you know, a few weeks ago when we did 95 and, you know, anytime Robin Williams pops up, he just hits that spot in my heart that I'm like, God, I just want to talk about him all the time. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it know? sucks because it is such a, um, it's such a bummer. But that what's so great is that he does have so many different movies that we can go back to and be like, if you were to laugh, most of his movies will give you that. But he's got a lot of ones that are like, holy shit, you know, go watch um, Goodwill Hunting or uh, Dead. Did you ever see Twenty Four Hour Photo? Oh yes, that movie was surprisingly really fucking good. Yeah, really weird, really out there for Robin Williams because you know he is who he is, and every once in a while he does these dramatic indie things and you're like whoa 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 but i'm looking at a list of his top 20 best movies and jumanji is number 19 out of 20 hook is number 18 that's interesting i mean i think it depends on the person though like your your top 10 would be different than my top 10 probably popeye is fucking number 15 one hour a one hour photo number 13 I, i knew what you meant though yeah that is that is crazy. I just you know before we get away from here, Patch Adams number twelve, Moscow the Hudson, mm-hmm. never seen that one. Um, Awakenings, Jig of the Liar, The World According to Garp, good movie, good fucking movie. Insomnia, I forget about that one. <laughs> I fell asleep in theaters to that movie. Oh, it cured it. Yeah, it cured insomnia. Never. Um. I'll see myself out. Oh, God, Jesus. That one, damn, you got one over my head that time. The Birdcage, number seven. The Fisher King, number six. Mrs. Doubtfire, number five. Goodwill Hunting, number four. Mm-hmm. All right, give me the top three, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. Uh, did they already say Dead Poets Society? Nope. Dead Poets Society? Number one. Um, What if I threw out something real goofy like SpongeBob SquarePants? <laughs> no. That will be on there. No. Um, uh, 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 Good Morning Vietnam. Good Morning Vietnam, number two. And one of his greatest of all time. Is I this agree. number three? This last one's going to be hard. Probably one of my top three. In my top three of Rob Williams movies. Jack? <laughs> no, but that's a good ass fucking movie. It is. Anyone that movie. says different is fucking wrong. That's a good ass movie. They go kick sand. Uh, I don't know. Man, there's so many fucking movies on here. Uh, oh, it's probably Happy Feet. I saw that one on there, too. It's like number 20. I was just like, I mean, Happy Feet's really good because don't push me because I'm close to the edge. Find your heart song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Give it to me so we can go to bed. Fuck, I have no idea. I, 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 uh, there's uh, RV. No, Aladdin. All right. A la- fuck. Come on, bro. I was going live action. Hey, well, that's no, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I went happy feet. <laughs> I was like happy. I was like, why is he not saying Aladdin? <laughs> I don't know why I kept looking over that. I was get- going through all this and just like, huh? Bobby McFerrin, don't worry, be happy. Yes, I know he's a part of that, but that's not a movie. God, he did anyways, so much- anything else on Jumanji? <laughs> he, fucking, he fucking named his kid Zelda for Pete's yeah, sake. I know. Like, how- how fucking cool is he? He's a anyway, big fan. I'm done talking about him because I'm going to start to cry. Um, anything else on Jumanji? It is 
it holds up in the respect of I agree. Great story. Special effects being what they are from '95, still are pretty fucking strong. All things considered, um, I mean they are running wild animals through the fucking street, you know. Just solid, great fun. Uh, brains shutting down. <laughs> it's toast. it's I'm... solid, great fun. 1995. It's a perfect time for me. You're old enough to go see it in theaters. Um, yeah. I definitely did not see it in theaters. I remember owning it on VHS because it came in a clamshell. At least my copy came in a clamshell. Oh, absolutely. Um, damn, dude, Jumanji. And I mean, at that point, we didn't even know who Kristen Dunst was. We were we were gonna get her in Small Soldiers not too long after that. Fucking Robin Williams. Anyways, that was Jumanji. A, a bad way to end it on a fucking Robin Williams spree, but. <laughs> Go watch Jumanji. Where'd you where'd you yeah, watch it at? Jumanji. Uh, we watched it on good old DVD. Oh, did you really? Yeah, we couldn't find it streaming every anywhere, and I really wanted to watch it because um, uh, the podcast, the film reroll, was doing a re reroll on it, and um, it caught me um, wanting to watch it real, real bad. Huh? Yeah, I'm gonna have to go take a look. Uh, nothing else on any of this though. Uh, the proper pronunciation for however you say it versus how I say it. Give Jum- it to me. Jumanji. That's what it's I a said. Long, That's how I long, said it. It's a long A. Jumanji. Jumanji. That's what I was saying. Jumanji. Yeah, I got it right. J- you're saying J- Okay. <laughs> My name is Toby. As always, go check us out at retronomopod.com. Uh, links to all the stuffs there. The Twitch, the Facebooks, the YouTubes. The reach and grab stuff. Um, and like and review if you like the show. Go tell your friends. Give us a five-star review on iTunes if you have an iPhone or an iPad or a MacBook or wherever else. But I believe that's the only place that you can rate us currently. Um, but tell your friends. That's better for me. I like that better. Check out the streams. Check out the YouTube. Retronomapod.com. Uh, yeah. Um, and to take us out like we always do. Sorry, I caught myself off guard. Uh, with the weird question of the week, oh, if Earth look at it, if we're oh my god, get, if Earth was a giant computer, would it be big enough to run the simulation of life on the planet? <sighs> Woo! We're getting Ooh. some, yeah, man, we're getting into some theory. Oh god, we appreciate you guys coming by and listening to this week's episode of the Retro Pod. As always, we love you, and we will catch you next week. Jumanji, I mean, good night.